0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, it's never a good sign when the wife is asking me about my mood swings. I won't go there about her, but it has been a volatile five days here on this podcast. And yes, I know I'm in a little trouble after that comment, I guess. But on Saturday, we make $618. On Monday, I laid an egg and lost $409. It was a dreadful day. On Tuesday, it was the perfect day. We run the table, we make $454. Then on Wednesday, we stubbed our toe again. Another dud, lost $309. I don't get it, but it has been extremely streaky of late here on this podcast. So let's recap the losing card for Wednesday. Thank you to St. John's. You're the only team that covered for me. You cover the eight and a half and beat DePaul. Southern Illinois from the Valley, we played minus the four against Indiana State. I'll tell you what, that Sycamore basketball team is better than I thought. They beat me with Drake in the conference opener, and now they beat me with Southern Illinois. So guess what? Indiana State, you have earned your way onto my list of teams that I will not bet against for 30 days. Then the bad one. Oh boy, I'm embarrassed with this handicap. I loved it. It was Dayton plus the seven at Virginia Tech. I'm wrong about both teams. The Hokies, you've earned your way onto the list of 30 teams that I can't bet against. I lost against you on Sunday with North Carolina. Then you crushed me with Dayton. And Dayton, I think you should have already been on my list, so you're definitely on the list now. I bet one too many units on you, obviously, and I paid the price. So, Dayton, I will not touch you for 30 days. And once again, there are 363 Division I college basketball teams My list should still allow me to get four games on the card every day. If not, I'm really having a bad stretch. But unlike last year where I think I allowed Michigan to lose seven consecutive wagers for me, I'm limiting myself to two losses consecutively on any one team in a 30-day period before I put them on the shelf. Because when your handicap is wrong, it tends to stay wrong for a little bit with a team. So once again, I'm not touching any of those teams I just referenced SMU we played in plus six and a half against Arizona State I was patting myself on the back with about two minutes to go in the first half it's 33 to 22 yes SMU's up 11 points and I'm getting six and a half at home second half I get blown out and I lose the wager Twitter we back Dayton and that's how we lose $309.09 all we can do is move on to the next and hope we have another good day So a little housekeeping here. There's only eight college basketball games on Thursday between Division I teams. On Friday, there's only 10. So it's a limited selection of games here for the next two days. So we're going to proceed with caution. And Friday's matchups are, let's just say, not the greatest. So I'm going to try to get some brownie points with the wife. We're going to have that Hallmark TV moment. We're going to take the family figure skating, go downtown, see the tree and the lights, drive around town sipping hot chocolate, looking at the light displays. And hopefully she'll forget about what I said at the beginning of the podcast. But now, let's get to the card for Thursday before I dig an even deeper hole. Let's start in the National Football League. It is the Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams won the Super Bowl last year, but according to a recent poll, the Raiders are still the most popular team in Los Angeles. You gotta love it. First meeting between these teams since 2018. First meeting in LA since 1994. The Raiders have won three straight. The Rams have lost six straight. The Rams have significant entries, but I don't see them laying down against the Raiders in prime time. I refuse to back the Rams and I'm scared to back the Raiders. So it's first half under time for me. When in doubt, bet the first half under. So I'm playing the Rams and the Raiders under the 21 in the first 30 minutes next up we go to college basketball our normal four pack here and we start with umass minus the two over umass lowell so little brother against big brother at big brother's place the river hawks are nine and one with an eight point loss at rutgers very impressive start the Minutemen are seven and one with a 12 point loss at townsend or at home against townsend i should say umass will be without their leading scorer so that's a concern The good news is that Frank Martin has been going 10 deep all year, so I think they're prepared for a loss of a starter. UMass has won six straight games, but it sounds like Frank Martin was even more frustrated than me with that second-half effort against Albany that saw a 27-point lead turn into a 14-point win and failure to cover the 15 for me. I'm still bitter, and he is too. So it's year one, and I think Martin's intensity will get him going for this one, so I'm going to back Big Brother minus the two over UMass Lowell. Next up, we go to the Big Ten. It is the battle of Iowa between Iowa State and Iowa. I'm gonna play the Cyclones plus the five. So I'm seeing reports that Chris Murray is walking around in a boot for Iowa. He struggled against Duke, but on the season, he's averaging a double-double with over 19 points per game. So if he's out, that's a big loss. Iowa State won this rivalry game last year, ending a three-year skid, Iowa State is coming off a big win against St. John's. Iowa's coming off the loss to Duke. That's respectable. Oftentimes, I would back Iowa in this spot, but with the Murray News and the Iowa State defense only giving up 56.8 points per game, I'm going to grab the five with the Cyclones at Iowa. Next up, we go to the Big Ten. It is Minnesota plus the four and a half against Michigan. So yes, this could be a homer play. As expected, though, Michigan lost their starting point guard after tearing his ACL on Sunday against Kentucky. Michigan will have the best player on the floor. There's no doubt about that with Dickinson. The Wolverines have played well despite losing back-to-back games to Virginia and Kentucky by a combined six points. Minnesota's lost three consecutive games by 9, 10, and 19. The last one was Sunday at Purdue. They ran into a really good Boilermaker team but I do expect a strong effort from the maroon and gold at the barn. The Gophers will continue to improve. They have more upside than they've shown. You add in the London travel for Michigan, I'd like Minnesota to have a chance to win it late. So I'm gonna grab the four and a half with the Golden Gophers against Michigan. Then your final game on the card is in Montana. It is Montana State minus the six and a half over St. Thomas. So the Tommies of St. Thomas are seven and three in the season, Troy is their best victory. Their three losses, though, have been by an average of 20 points. So when they get beat, they tend to get blown out. Montana State is just four and five on the season, coming off their best win of the year at Southern Utah by three. This will be just the second home game of the year for the Bobcats. Montana State is the preseason favorite to, be, to win the Big Sky. Meanwhile, St. Thomas is projected to finish eighth in the Summit. Hopefully, I don't need foul game in this one. Both teams can score, So I do expect some separation. So I'm going to lay the six and a half with the Bobcats of Montana State over St. Thomas. So let's recap your card for a Thursday. Will it be good? Will it be bad? I have no idea. We'll find out though. Your first play is in the National Football League. We're playing the Raiders and the Rams in the first half under the 21. In college basketball, we're on UMass minus the two over UMass Lowell. We're on Iowa State plus the five at Iowa. We're on Minnesota, plus the four and a half against Michigan. And I'm on Montana State, minus the six and a half over St. Thomas. So that's your card for Thursday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.